everyone. My name's Nicole. I'm Brenna. I'm Reed. And this is FitClick. Click listeners, uh, before we start the episode, we became aware recently of a trend uh, that we thought you all would want to be aware of. Like us, it is possible that some of your loved ones have been texting about fanfiction. If you're concerned, or if you feel somewhat out of the loop, we at FitClick came together to give you a list of acronyms to help orient you in some of these conversations and get a better understanding of what these loved ones of yours are talking about. So we're going to go ahead and read them out and let you know what they mean. So the first one is WTF, which stands for What's the Fic? There's also LOL, which stands for Love of Lycanthropes. You might be familiar with LMAO, but did you know that if you see it three times in a row, it actually means Love My AO3? BRB stands for two different things, so context is really important when you're paying attention to what people are saying. The first option is boys romantically bed-sharing, but it could also mean boys romancing boys, so just pay attention to the context in which it's texted. There's also SMH, which of course stands for so many himbos. Uh, WIP, or WIP, stands for work in progress. LMK. Uh, you might see when someone has recently finished a work of fanfiction and posted it, it stands for Leave Me Kudos. If you see a text that includes STFU, they're talking about soul bonded through forces unexplained. And last but not least, if you see ILY, it stands for I Love Yearning. So now that you know what those acronyms mean, we hope that you feel better equipped to go into these conversations, um, better informed to really tackle the quite difficult conversation that can be fanfiction. Speaking of fanfiction, that's what we do on this pod, a <laughs> podcast about fanfiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it is. Thank you. <laughs> no, keep going. Uh, usually we pick out three different fics and discuss them, but this week is going to be a little different. This is going to be a mini-sode where we're talking about social media fic like Twitter fic uh, and exploring what that looks like, uh, its rise in popularity, and much more. So, like Brenna alluded, when we talk about social media fic, we kind of mean a lot of things all at the same time. Uh, and if you have ever engaged with or written or read any fic on a social media platform, then you probably already know this. Uh, in some cases, the social media AU also involves all of the characters being on social media, so you'll see people sharing screenshots of fake accounts for these characters where they're saying things or messaging each other and the story is created in that way, um, kind of like a media fake. Or we, we've done a couple of similar type things on the pod where there's like a lot of texting involved, etc. Um, but it's just hosted on the social media platform itself. It can also be a fic that is just written and posted in a series of tweets. That is a thing that people do. Um, we're not going to touch on that quite as much in this episode, just because it's really similar and a lot of people will cross post to AO3. So we've, we've kind of covered a lot of that stuff already. Um, you'll also see people running interactive social media AUs, utilizing a poll function of some kind or other feedback from readers. So there's kind of a live aspect of what they're doing. Am I missing? Am I missing anything? I don't think so. 
there's others, I'm sure. <laughs> These are the ones that we're familiar with and have engaged and interacted with. Yeah, I mean, personally, uh, a good like year or two before I got into K-pop fandom myself, um, a friend of mine was into K-pop and they were talking about like Twitter fic. And I was like, Twitter what? Um, <laughs> because until recently, Twitter wasn't really a fandom space for me. Um, I was largely on Tumblr reading fic on AO3 or what have you. Um, and so my friend was like, yeah, and sent me a link to a Twitter thread that was um, primarily took place as texts between characters. And I was like, oh my god, I've never seen something like this before. Like, even having read social media fic on AO3, it felt distinctly different. Um, I think by nature being hosted on Twitter and sort of feeding more into the way that fic would gain traction there. And now having spent a couple of years on Twitter and specifically in K-pop fandom, I have read um, a decent number of social media AUs. And there are some things I struggle with for sure, uh, which we will definitely get into. But I think for me, the thing that I've enjoyed the most is the sense of community that it can bring. Um, in specific, what I'm thinking about is someone who I was mutuals with on Twitter for a while, but didn't really talk too much. I ended up becoming good friends with because she was writing an AU. Um, she's written a number of them, but the one that we started becoming friends over was an AU that ended up being over 600 tweets, which God bless, uh, boy, that's a feat. Um, but every time she updated, I would sort of like send her DMs as she was updating and comment on things and be like, oh my God, like this and this. Um, and it was a really nice way to like be involved with what she was doing and also to make a friend. Um, or I've seen AUs where a bunch of folks in my timeline all at once are reacting to something and that's really fun too. So I think what I enjoy most about social media AUs um, is the community that it can create. Yeah, I have to agree that I didn't really start seeing a ton of Twitter fic until I got sort of into like K-pop fandom and just more recent fandoms in general. Um, I've been on Twitter for a long time and it was sort of a fandom adjacent space for me. I got onto it because most of my friends from Tumblr started using it. So it was still kind of a fandom centric space, but I don't really have like a fandom Twitter. Mine's just like a personal Twitter that I use to talk about fanish stuff. Uh, so I don't think I engage quite as widely as maybe like Nick or Reed sometimes do um, with like seeing a lot of like AUs come across your timelines and things like that. Um, I also have not made any friends through them. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I have a locked account and stuff, so I'm not really like engaging as publicly. I think for me, the thing I like the most is seeing how creative people can get with the tools that you're given on a specific platform. Uh, so things like using like the poll feature, or what having a thread can even like look like, um, all of that kind of stuff, I think really I think my favorite social media fix um, are ones that really utilize sort of the resources at hand and also kind of like merge merge different genres. So they're not just sort of straight up like fic as we classically think of it. They can sometimes take on an element of like being a game, um, being like a role play account, like all of these different kind of things. I have a few that I definitely want to talk about later. So I think just seeing the creativity that people are able to use um, is probably like my personal favorite aspect. Yeah, I did recently see someone quote RT onto my timeline, the 1018th tweet in a thread. <laughs> I was oh, like, boy. Oh. <laughs> nice. I, uh, <laughs> ooh, I probably can't catch up with that right now, <laughs> but I do respect the uh, persistence, certainly. Well, I think almost to that point when I was mentioning like things that I struggle with and things I know that all of us have struggled with, um, accessibility is a huge thing when it comes to TwitFic in specific. Um, 
in part, like on a very basic level, Twitter is not a functional website most often. And so <laughs> if you're seeing that like 1018th tweet or whatever, there's no way you're making it to the top of that thread. Or that you could try, but at some point in scrolling, it's be, going to go poorly. <laughs> the odds are, are against you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so just even in that format, like if you want to post something longer, I think it is hard for people to keep up with it unless you're like starting at the beginning and maybe bookmarking as you make your way down. But even then, like that's difficult. That's not to mention that all of these are posted as images. And so if you don't have alt text, which I think most of them don't, it's completely inaccessible to people with screen readers or things like that. Um or Nick, like you were mentioning, when people post, like, fic, just, like, as, like, threads, sometimes people will post them as, like, screenshots of Google Docs, and those can be quite hard to read as well. Um, so I think accessibility is an issue or, like, maybe a roadblock when it comes to TwitFic. Yeah, absolutely. I think people also tend to use more sort of, like, just alternative text, like, fonts and emojis, stuff like mm-hmm. that, that I think uh, devices like screen readers have a hard time with, um, and that can also kind of definitely limit accessibility for folks. Yeah, I think that covers most of my thoughts about accessibility. I think even if you're not using a screen reader, sometimes some of the things that people will post are hard to read, very, very small text or reads well on a phone or not on a laptop. I think there's a lot of, um, you. I, I can and frequently do make the argument for some kind of a planar text alternative version, whether you're hosting it on Dreamwidth or Tumblr or Google Docs even, when you're also posting a screenshot that might be hard to read. So that's just my two cents. Yeah, something I see very often in K-pop social media fic, especially when they are um, profiles characterized as users of Stan Twit, or the Twitter of Stans, as you might call it, uh, is you see a lot of appropriation of AAVE, you see a lot of what people... I mean, it reminds me of the SNL skit that they did recently. Did y'all see that? Of like the Gen Z whatever. And it was actually just a ton of misappropriation of AAVE. That's what it reminds me of. No. I saw a conversation about it, but I didn't actually see the source content. I watched Same. like 30 seconds of it. I don't recommend it. <laughs> mm, I don't <laughs> Extremely think I will be bad. seeking that out. Yeah, but that's kind of what it reminds me of. Um, and so I have a hard time with AUs like that because first off, the misappropriation is bad in itself. And then second off, like you're writing about ostensibly Korean idols or idols from other Asian countries and you're not only misappropriating a different culture onto them but that is also inherently erasing their own as well so I think that's one place in which I tend to not seek out a lot of AUs that are like that Um, just because I've been burned so many times it's hard to hard to trust again. And that's obviously not to say that like AUs can't exist like you don't have to make a social media fic that is canon compliant idol verse or what have you but yeah i mean there's definitely a way to do it respectfully and thoughtfully and i agree nick that like i have seen a number of fics that definitely don't do that um and so it can be hard if you're searching out social media fic to sort of navigate that yeah definitely i mean i think because of the fact that social media fic inherently exists on social media platforms like twitter and sort of like there's a lot of overlap And, like, social media AUs kind of take on this, like, meta component where they're mimicking a timeline of sort of, like, Stan Twitter. Like, the person making it is probably also in Stan Twitter. Um, It just sort of becomes part of the larger conversation about, like, appropriation of AAVE. Like, what do we mean when we call something, like, Gen Z language or, like, Stan Twit language instead of, like, recognizing 
where it actually comes from and then sort of the layering of that upon other people's like real identities and even if you're sort of changing a little bit of the context within your fic um like they're not idols or maybe they don't live in korea or something like (laughs) there is still that part of it that i think should hopefully be recognized i will say too i think as as a StanTwit user it is sometimes fun to see people playing into the celebrity versus fans aspect in an au one example that i was thinking of uh, to give some context there is there is a fic for hit k-pop group 17 uh, that is hosted on social media and mingyu is a model and jonghan is his fan and also catfishing as him primarily so the account is Jonghan's where he's posting all these pictures of Mingyu like hey everyone have a great day and just like a picture of his face smiling or whatever uh, and then Mingyu tries to make an account and realizes that his username is taken unfortunately by someone who's pretending to be him and has like tens of thousands of followers and no one believes Mingyu because he's a nobody who just made an account like last month so it goes between them getting to know each other and like you see some of the fan reactions of like OMG have a great day like I had noodles for lunch like in response to <laughs> the fake posts with Mingyu's face on them and it's just a lot of fun um it's incredibly humorous it made me extremely happy it has a fun like cute little happy ending and also like I love it when they are able to use images that like already exist on the internet like they end up doing a photo shoot together and it's like yeah because Jonghan and Mingyu have done photo shoots together uh so that comes up later so yeah also at the time this person's username was Minguitis is terminal uh, <laughs> which I just thought was really funny <laughs> I think their actual ad is Jazgu, so you can show them some love if you're intrigued in this concept. But I just wanted to shout that one out because I think there are definitely ways to invoke Stan Twit as a setting and plot device that are actually extremely fun and enjoyable. Yeah, I think almost on a similar vein, but going even more towards canon verse, um, a a Twit fig that Nick and I have both greatly enjoyed um, also features uh, Kim Mingyu of Seventeen. But also, Park Jimin of BTS, um, I am talking about the absolutely iconic Jimingyu uh, body swap. And basically the concept of this AU is that the two of them swap bodies. They are the idols that they currently are. Um, BTS is about to go on a break. Seventeen is preparing for a comeback. And um, I think one of the things that I found so delightful about this, because I read it back before I had any idea who any of the 17 boys were. And like, was I a little lost? Yes. Was I still having the time of my life? Yes. Um, And I think it speaks to what Brenna was talking about in the beginning of this episode with really, really enjoying how creative people can get. Um, Because the authors of this AU were pulling from like real events uh, for their posts. And so like one of my favorites is where... Mingyu in Jimin's body goes on VLive to do a little live stream and Jimin is texting him like, oh my god, I can't believe you wore that shirt. Like, that's so low cut. People are seeing too much of my chest. Um, Or Mingyu will be like, I don't know what to say. And then the next post is just like a five second clip of Jimin staring into space saying nothing um, pulled from a real live stream. Um, And so things like that were just so funny and so good and clearly were made by people who like love both of these idols, love the verse they're in and we're like, we're just gonna have some fun with this. Um... Yeah, I just think that is one of the examples of, like, the ways that people get, like, really creative and indulgent with their AUs. I love that fix so much. I love that there's embedded media in it. I think that's so creative and also that they are 
basically their thesis is that Jimin and Mingyu did body swap during like these three <laughs> weeks or whatever. So they're pulling all of this real content from that time and basically making it fit their thesis, which I think is extraordinary and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, there is so there is so much media made for this. I only mentioned the live stream because I think it is the one that stood out to me the most when I was reading. Yeah, if you want to read this one for yourself, you can find it on Twitter. It, it is a work in progress. We don't know when it'll update again, but I think it's worth it as it is now. Uh, it's at, you're going to want to write this down, <laughs> 613526 underscore BTSVT. Going in a little bit of a different direction, I have a Twitter account AU <laughs> that I want to talk about that is uh, very much an AU. Um, it's also... Is it fic? I don't know, but I think it fits within this conversation. Um, so this is a uh, AU for the Untamed, um, where Long Wenji is an idol. Uh, you may, if you if you run in these spaces on Twitter, you might have seen it referred to as Idol G. Um, it's run by a fan artist, um, and you can find it at LWJ underscore TWT. Uh, but Basically, it's comprised of a lot of fan art and little comic panels. Um, it's kind of a roleplay account, but it also kind of reads as fan fiction. Um, I was following along as it was sort of updating, and you're following the story, essentially, of um, Long Wenji and Wei Wuxian getting together within this, like, universe where Long Wenji is an idol. Um, and I think it's just really creative. It was really delightful to follow along. A lot of people on my timeline were following it. Uh, and like I said, it's primarily like fan art based and these little like comics that sort of mimic videos or give us an insight into what's happening behind the scenes. But it definitely reads like a story as well. And sort of watching it update week to week felt really similar to following a fanfic. I think also because it's a whole account and not just a thread, I found it a lot easier to manage for myself personally in terms of keeping up with it. Um, I, I definitely struggle sometimes when it's just like a thread on someone's account and they're tweeting other stuff in between and I get lost and then the thread breaks and stuff. Um, but I think uh, things like this where it's a whole account, um, I find a little bit easier to navigate. And other people would also make fan art for it and that would get like retweeted on or like the sort of RP character of this version of Long One G would like answer questions and stuff. Um, so it's just really endearing. If you like this fandom, I would definitely recommend giving it a little scroll. The art is really cute. Um, again, if you sort of are in untamed Twitter fandom, you've probably seen some of it or seen other art by this fan artist. Um, but it's really delightful. And I think it definitely pushes the boundaries of like what social media allows you to do. And sort of one of the things I thought was really great about it is it just sort of combines like roleplay accounts with fan art with kind of a fan fiction feeling um like this could be a comic uploaded on AO3 as well uh so yeah I just liked it a lot along the lines of like super creative AUs that I know all three of us really enjoyed um and also a little bit speaking to the community aspect I was talking about earlier um one of the AUs that Nick introduced to the two of us was an interactive BTS zombie AU where essentially the author was like, okay, here's the premise, and they would post a series of updates. Usually I'd say like one to five tweets that were screenshots of writing. So like you'd get, I don't know, like let's call it like 1K worth of words sort of detailing what was going on, and then there would be a poll. Um, you were controlling suction, and so it's like, okay, what choice is suction going to make? And there were stats, so depending on what choices you made, you might get like an increase in like charisma, 
um, which maybe in the future would unlock like more dialogue options with people. But if you do something that maybe made your wisdom stat go down, that might lock options in the future. And you wouldn't know. It's just sort of like the way that it was being written and updated was sort of following these stats that were gaining and losing points um, and opened or closed doors to you. And first of all, I think it was super, super creative um, and definitely very like immersive for the community. A ton of people were following along. People had group chats where they would discuss like, okay, there's like 24 hours left in the current poll. Like, what do we think we should do? Like, what will be the ramifications of this versus that? Um, but also like on a more personal level, I'm thinking about how a friend of mine, AJ, was visiting um, just around the time that Nick discovered this and AJ was not in K-pop fandom in the slightest and we all went out to brunch and Nick was like, yes, let me tell you about this AU and AJ for like weeks after was like, hey, keep me updated. Like I want to know what's going on. This sounds so fascinating, even though I'm not in this realm at all. Um, and I just think that's super fun too. Like the fact that this idea was like really unique and gripping um, even to someone who was like so far outside that sphere. Um, I just think it's super fun. And also, just makes me think about Young's Quest, which is a Twitter AU <laughs> that the three of us had brainstormed. Oh, um, Young's Quest. It lives really fondly in our hearts, uh, yeah. where it was like a little like RPG where Yungi goes on a quest. Uh, think sort of Breath of the Wild-esque, but like very open world and you could make friends or talk to NPCs. And it was going to be really good in our brains, but we have so many things that we think would be fun to do and simply I had to go solo I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well you're going solo in your own direction but the three yeah. of us frequently are like oh my god this would be so cool and then we're like we don't yeah. have time for any of this it's a hard life when you're this creative mm -hmm. <laughs> ingenious uh, unhinged visionary. unhinged sure <laughs> and there's just so many hours in the day you know mm-hmm you try and fill them all with all your stuff, there's still not enough time for all your stuff. <laughs> Gotta triage it, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we also had a concept for one where it was like an AU, but you didn't know what AU you were going to get. Like <laughs> yeah. each choice you made kind of launched you into a different AU. Yes. Um, yeah, that one would have been really cool, but that would have been a lot of work. And Like yeah, it, it seems lot. like you're in a mafia AU and like suddenly you're in like mm -hmm. a coffee shop and like tattoos a like tattoo shop yeah, AU, yeah. and then but if suddenly... something goes wrong maybe you're in a hospital AU. Ooh. Ooh. oh my god oh my god turn around what's you that die, it's a ghost AU. <laughs> yeah exactly. oh my god someone has superpowers now okay <gasps> but then it was all a dream it was an inception AU. <laughs> yeah that also will live fondly in our hearts yes one of the things that came to mind for me as you were talking about that zombie AU read is just that Social media fics are inherently whips, and I find that really interesting, and I think that really contributes to the community following. Because, you know, if there's like a really popular work in progress, as you'll remember from our introduction, <laughs> um, in a fandom, like on AO3 or whatever, updates are an event. It's a big deal. People get excited. They talk about them with each other. And that feels like with a popular social media fic all the time, every update is the newest update. And you can't get to the end without having, I mean, I guess now that Twitter has like the thread thing that you can post like a bunch of stuff simultaneously. But even then, you know, you're posting in installments because if it's too long, everything's going to break anyway. And people are like, quote, RTing, they're liking, they're just retweeting it straight up. They used to reply. Now I think that's more taboo because you could break a thread easily and people just turn that off. But there are so many ways to immediately directly engage with the content 
exactly as it's being posted that I think really contribute to the the excitement around a social media fic that a lot of people are following together. Yeah, I think like the poll aspect of a lot of these, like the sort of choose your own adventure aspect also definitely contributes to that sort of communal feeling um, when your whole timeline is like getting together to try and like make a decision. I know that was the case with like the zombie AU one was like we were trying to make the right choices. Um, that leads me to talking about <laughs> a couple little fix that I think are so freaking delightful. Uh, the author calls them interactive poll games, um, and they are quite short, but they're so funny, and I think that they definitely fit within the scope of this discussion. Um, the first one was called Make Wei Wuxian Not Get Botulism. Uh, these are both hosted by user HotPocketPNG on Twitter. If you want to check them out, you can also just, like, search their handle and, like, botulism <laughs> and you'll get there. <laughs> Um, but basically, they're just like little scenarios where you have to kind of make choices to help Wei Wuxian not get botulism. <laughs> so there's like little bits of story just written in tweets in between your choices. And you basically just get like an either or choice each time. Uh, these are both pretty short. There's a follow up one where you're trying to cause someone to get E. coli. Um but in both of them, they were quite short. They're only like ran for a couple days or so, but they're so funny. I'd recommend reading through them even now um, because I just think that they're delightful. Um, it was a really clear instance on my timeline of like everyone following along, everyone participating, everyone debating like which things are more or less likely to like give you botulism, which Amazing. I thought was like really funny. Like we were all just like Googling different foods and like which things go bad faster and which in which ways. Um, so that aspect of it was just really fun for me. And I I think the kinds of social media fix I'm going to seek out in the future definitely are going to be ones with like interactive components um and just anything that like it's always fun to be part of like communal kind of watching or reading experience so I think the more people in my timeline that are into something or kind of following along the more likely I am to seek it out and read along as well yeah and it was so fun I remember when those two specifically were posting Brenna you were sharing it with us mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was it, I was having a great time also watching I didn't vote in any of the polls um because it felt rude to vote without um putting any additional thought into it when so many people were thinking so hard and feeling so much but I also really enjoyed that experience just seeing how you delighted you were by it as it was happening well the writing is also just very funny um overall for both of them so it's, it's tremendously lighthearted, despite what the name might <laughs> tell you. <laughs> I think something that can either be a pro or a con of social media fic is that they often feel like kind of less developed than something you might see on AO3. Um, something that I think that can make for a frustrating reading experience, but I think also for something like this, it's cool when a creator can just kind of throw out an idea and then like it really works. Yeah, I think one other AU that I wanted to mention is one that I know a lot of people are really anticipating coming out <laughs> soon. Um, the hottest that, hit like, of I've just, 2021. I've heard so much buzz. There's so uh -huh, much excitement. Uh -huh. um, Brennan was messaging me about it last night. Reed messaged me about it this morning. Like, <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make one. So we'll see how it goes. Hi, Porns. Um, pew, 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 pew. Wow. It's... it's an interactive horror survival game kind of situation. I feel like horror should be in, like, quotes. 
Yeah, horror with like the little tilde in front of it. Like, horror. I'm trying to do it a little bit scary, but I'm not good at that. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I don't want to get into too many details because honestly, we'll see how it goes. This is just kind of like a my classes are ending and I went into a fugue state last night and put so much work into the planning of this. So we'll see if it ends up actually going anywhere. But I had a lot of thoughts about like resource management and like scarcity and making decisions that will impact future events and like major events and how they get hit by different poll choices and also like how you can tell a story in a way that's a little bit unexpected. So I don't have a lot of pros happening. I don't have any like social media accounts that people are using in the context of the fic. Um, it's been really fun and like it's fun to bounce ideas off of people and hear how they're responding to them I guess uh, but it definitely gave me a further appreciation for people who are able to plot things really tightly for a choose your own adventure because holy cow there's like my brain just like is exploding a little bit I love what you said about a fugue state because I feel like some of the fics that I've loved the most and I think we have brought a couple of these to the pod or where an author's note is like I don't really know what happened um this happened within the span of like 12 hours here you go yeah. enjoy and sometimes it's like 3k mm -hmm. and sometimes it's like 30k and it's like are right. you all right like, are you like the answer is probably no but we did benefit from it so thank yeah. you <laughs> thank you for your sacrifice <laughs> yeah exactly yeah on a bit of a different note as we were leading up to this minisode i was sort of thinking about the evolution of fic um and in specific this might be sort of again more individual to my fandom experience but i felt like the type of social media fix we've been talking about wouldn't really exist on Tumblr. Like, it's not that there were no interactive, like, fan or fic type things, but I just feel like they didn't manifest in the same way. Um, and I think there's something to be said for sort of the migration of fandom from Tumblr to Twitter. Not that, like, Tumblr is no longer used, but, you know, I mean, I think fandom spaces are changing, and, like, now a lot of fandom spaces are also Discord um, and things like that. But, um... Where I'm going with this that might seem a little bit unusual is I was like just sort of thinking about the predecessors of Twitfic and uh, somehow my brain led me to, do you all remember those like YouTube videos where it's like a POV, you and Taylor Swift have beef and you would like watch a YouTube <laughs> video that had like music in the background and it would pull uh -huh, like, uh -huh. I don't know, like a clip of her like behind the scenes at like an awards show, but then it would be like... The, like, she's clearly, like, in a good mood, but it'd be, like, Taylor would be, like, OMG, like, why are you here or something? <laughs> I don't know why my brain is, like, these two, like, I feel like I am the, I've connected the two dots, you haven't connected shit meme. That is sort of how I feel right now, but. I mean, in your defense, I do know what you're talking about. This is, like, when you two went on a kick of recommending me POV Jungkook mm -hmm. cheats on you. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. just, yo, if y'all are, if y'all are, if you can hear me out there, ficklets. <laughs> There are so many of these videos. There are so many. I don't know why. It's always Jungkook. He always cheats on you. You usually forgive him. It's like, I don't even... When people, like, under in the comment section will be, like, weeping. And I'm like, I respect your emotional journey. I definitely do. But, like, he's, like, speaking Korean. Completely... Something completely different. And the English caption is, like, I don't love you anymore. You're anymore. And people are like, I'm sobbing. <laughs> anyway, you just reminded me of that. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely in the same vein. I don't really, I don't know if it is possible to plot a chart from, like, 
those videos to what we were just talking about. But again, in my brain, it feels like there's something like, like the domino meme, right? Like you start small mm-hmm. and you start with Taylor Swift and you have beef and you end up with don't give way with Shan botulism. <laughs> Rita's just visually describing so many spoilers without context. Oh my God, yeah, you are right. <laughs> I do feel like you're right. And I think somewhere in this journey is also the like sort of Wattpad your name self insert mm, amiibo fix what i said quizilla amiibo oh. <laughs> i didn't i could not hear you <laughs> um but i think like somewhere in the like youtube you and taylor swift have beef mm-hmm. wap had you were sold to one direction mm-hmm. like <laughs> i don't know that all yeah. i think that that is also included somewhere here in this journey of i think uh, so i don't know what fan fiction looks like i guess this is now also making me think of and this this is i think pretty far off the track of what we've been talking about but this is making me think about um tiktoks that i've seen where the caption is something really unassuming um and it's like a girl and she sort of like gets ready and she you know flips her hair up and she does her hair a couple times like and sort of like adjusts it in the mirror and whatever and she like goes downstairs and then her mom i'm putting that in quotes because it's like usually like <laughs> her with a towel on her head sloppy ponytail yeah she or puts yeah, right. sloppy bun. Or like a bun yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and she goes downstairs and she okay, like i know where this is going <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure puts like a towel on her head to indicate being her mother and it's like i've sold you to one direction and everyone in the comments is like i can't believe you've done this to me yeah, I've seen there is a there is a girl who did like a whole series of like different like YN experiences and I thought they were so funny. So my favorite ones were like the girl reading the book at the club, like then the hot <laughs> DJ comes over to her. <laughs> like they're so funny and I I do think it's fun to kind of see as people who are like in fandom at certain ages like move on to different platforms how these things sort of get recycled or uh variants of them sort of start to branch off um we weren't like going to talk about tiktok on this episode Is there a TikTok but I, I do want to mention some like a weird sort of experience that i've had oh no okay being on yeah, tiktok yeah. which is like there are certain fics that I consider to be quite popular that, like, I know a lot of my friends have read, things that, like, I experienced sort of blowing up. But I have learned that there are fics that seem to only be intensely popular on my, like, Twitter for you or my TikTok for you page. I did not know these fics existed prior to me getting on TikTok. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure they're popular within these same fandom spaces, like, maybe on Twitter or somewhere else as well. But, like, this is where I'm seeing it. And they're it's so fascinating to me, like, the kind of content people are making about these fics. Um, like, they've spawned whole little fandoms within themselves, essentially, around a few of these fics. I have not read the fics for the most part. I, I did try to read one of them. <laughs> we'll go into that. Um, but there's, like, this really popular Marauders fic that, like, has its own whole fandom that I've, like, stumbled onto, basically, on TikTok. And I just think it's really, like, I've always enjoyed seeing people create fan works around fanfic. But, like, I don't know. It's just another instance where I'm seeing sort of people engage with fic on social media in ways that I hadn't before. Um, and I think it's really fascinating. And it's tangential because they're not necessarily creating fic, but just the way that the community is sort of surrounding fic um, on this new platform, I think is really interesting. I bet someone's creating fic on TikTok. Oh, For I'm sure. sure. And like, what are they doing? Show me. I've definitely seen things where people sort of are creating like little 
I feel like it's sort of because it's not a text-based platform you're not really seeing fic but you are seeing like kind of fan art fan vids other fanish content that I think definitely is part of the conversation I feel like the closest thing I've seen that is now coming to my brain um is not actually something I followed it's just popped up on my page a couple times um but it's these like two people I assume a couple I don't know who have been making a series um as if they're like uh video game characters where like the girl is like the main character and the boy is like an npc and like she has like a quest and then they like start dating this is all what i picked up from fragments by the way like usually i don't even watch the full video but like they started dating and then like like her father like talks to the boyfriend and is like she's a main character she has a quest like you can't get her (laughs) off track and like every time they do like there's little like they do like edits there's like little animations and stuff like above their head and you see little like stats or like little things changing and I think that's super fun and that feels like I don't know I mean it's different obviously than what we've been talking about but it sort of feels like it's in the realm um also briefly while we're talking about TikTok and sort of the fan culture around fic um obviously TikTok is huge and so you're gonna find like a lot of different pockets of it but something I found interesting um is, like, I've gotten a couple of videos that are, like, a person breaking down, like, most popular stats. And the reactions to them, I think, are super interesting because from my perspective, like, I don't want to say they're inaccurate, but, like, for example, I saw a video where this person was like, oh, I'll go through, like, the top 10 most popular ships overall in AO3. And, like, way up there, like, somewhere in the top three was, like, I think Taekook. It, it was a BTS ship. <laughs> um, and I was like, yes, for sure, like, I understand that, like, this has a lot of fix. But I feel like it's not fair to do top 10 ships by just straight up number of fix because it's like, I don't know, it almost feels like to me it's like, okay, but the fandom size is also huge. Like, are you negating a super, super popular ship that just overall mm-hmm. is a smaller fandom but might still have a huge presence? You know what I mean? I don't know. This is yeah. this is nowhere in the realm of social media fic. It's just things <laughs> I've seen on social media about fic. Yeah. <laughs> I could actually make a whole mini-sode about, like, fandom and fanfic culture on TikTok (laughs) because I think it's absolutely fascinating and also somewhat horrifying as someone who's been in fandom spaces for a long time and I'm seeing 16-year-olds be, like, surprised about stuff and I'm like, oh, God. I'm old. (laughs) But I'm so old. (laughs) But also, I'd rather be old in this context. Mm. Like, I'm happier now, like, than I would have been, like, at 16 in these spaces, but... Um, yeah, I do want to go back for a moment to like sort of what launched us into this conversation <laughs> and what Reed was saying about like the progression of mm. uh, fan fiction and on and fan fiction on certain social media platforms. Brenna has actually was- had beef with Taylor Swift, so yeah, she's going to get into true. that. It's true. No, I have not. No. Brenna has Reed. been cheated on by Jungkook. <laughs> Relationship is really <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is too. This I can't. I can't play out this <laughs> your name fantasy on <laughs> on our podcast. Episode title is going to be Brenna's YN moment. <laughs> Don't get people's hopes up, man. <laughs> um, one thing I was thinking about is like, as fandom has sort of evolved and migrated through different platforms on the internet. When I got into fandom originally, it was really on sort of text-heavy platforms. Um, So I got in via Tumblr, and I feel like that was sort of the least text-heavy at the time. Everything else was either, like, LiveJournal, DreamWidth, even, like... And then our big hosting sites were, like, FF.net or AO3. And so 
posting fic as like I traditionally think of it, just like long form, plain text written, was the common thing. And the sort of social media platforms like LiveJournal or Tumblr also had a built-in feature where you could easily post fic. Most people who are posting fic on Tumblr also cross-posted it, but like you could definitely do it. And it was readable and people did. And you could put it under a cut if you were going to make it really long. You could tag all the updates with the same tag and then when you're me and you're like 15 and you're in high school you follow the tag and then you see like the little one next to the tag you're like oh my god it updated yes but like the the platforms we were all kind of on already had a very like had a built-in feature to make posting kind of long-form fic quite easy the platforms that fandom has migrated towards so twitter discord like we were saying even like tiktok in some cases do not have that. Um, I do think, like, obviously that's kind of why we're seeing a rise in, like, things like Twitter fic, where it's all these little parts. But I, I just think it's interesting, too, to kind of think about how some of this is purposeful on fandom's part to, like, take advantage of the social media platforms that we've been given. But I just think it's also interesting to kind of look at, like, what platforms are considered, like, outdated now, what are being kind of pushed on us by the industry, and, like, how that's sort of altering the landscape of fan fiction as well. Um I don't know. I just think it's kind of an interesting thing to look at. And and even people who are posting primarily on AO3 often choose to engage with like the Twitter sphere and like even if they're not posting like thread fic or Twitter fic are still probably promoting their fics on Twitter and I think that's a really interesting kind of newer development as well in terms of like how do fic and social media um interact. Yeah, I a few weeks ago now wrote and posted a Dreamwith post about marketing fic and how that like hits you as an author. I was thinking a lot about like the the commercialization, the the hustle culture, the influencer culture even, mm-hmm. the personal branding, all of these pieces together and how that like can really inform the way that you value yourself in fandom and also sometimes like as a person. There's this really oh, there's there's so many like metrics by which you could measure yourself now that didn't necessarily exist when you were just like, I don't know, posting something on your live journal and calling it a day and hopefully people engage and comment on it, but you're not being, you know, live ranked by kudos in the AO3 search. You're not um, disappearing into the ether if your tweet doesn't get engagements, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like in, in some ways, it's really fun. I like making my dorky little mood boards and like making friends and stuff on social media. Uh, and in some ways, it's like really emotionally ch- just like challenging and difficult. So I don't know. Lots to think about there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because we kind of, you know, there's a huge societal discussion about, like, how we post on social media in general, like, how people depict their lives, like, unrealistic expectations, influencer culture, all of that. But I think we do see some of that in fandom as well, um, especially on platforms like Twitter. So it's interesting to see sort of how it developed and how it will continue to develop. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people who are like, oh my god, like, I never expected this fic to get, like, X number of kudos um, was sort of like a screenshot of it. And I can totally get why that's like fun and exciting for you as an author. Um, But it is like wild for me as someone who almost never checks my AO3 every once in a while, like check my fandom email and be like, oh, someone discovered this like Yuletide fic I wrote. How did you get there? That's fun. Um, But yeah, I mean, when you are sort of like online and you see a bunch of your friends posting mood boards, posting this, or like even talking about the markers of their achievement, and this is not at all to, like, judge the people who do those things. Um, but I think it, it does make me more aware, I guess, sort of, of, like, where my fic sits 
um, even mm-hmm. though it really doesn't make me any more inclined to promote it. Um, I, I'm just sort of existing. If I put something on the internet and you find it, have fun. Thanks for tuning in to this mini-sode of Fic Click. We do these every once in a while, so I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have suggestions for things you'd like to hear us talk about, uh, we're always interested. And if you'd like to give us those suggestions, you can do so by finding us on our social media. Uh, we are on Twitter and Tumblr at FitClick. You can also email us at fitclickpod at gmail.com. Um, and then we also have a Discord server uh, linked on our Twitter where you can connect with other fans of FitClick or us. Um, and if you have suggestions for things you'd like to see us do or uh, other sort of like events that we sometimes run in our servers, like game nights, uh, come join us there and uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you can't get enough of FitClick and want to rep us or just witness us in your day-to-day life outside of the podcast, you can buy our merch. We have a lot of different cute things as designed by host Brenna. Uh, I personally am a big fan, so I would recommend you check that out. The store is a Redbubble, and it's linked on our Twitter. Uh, You can also leave us a review wherever you catch your podcasts. Uh, If you like the show, if you want more people to know about it, we're starting to get recommended to people on Spotify, which is like super weird and exciting. It's wild. Uh, I know. So it does really increase our findability the more you, you know, listen and talk to people about our show. So formal reviews are great informal recommendations are great too helps us grow as brenna mentioned um through our discord we sometimes run little events and one of those is fic brunch so fic brunch is a variation of what we do in a normal episode where we talk about fic but it's where we get together with our ficlets and somebody will bring one fic in advance um and we all read it and then we get on zoom generally to chat about it It's been really fun, especially seeing ficlets uh, get into fandoms that they weren't in previously. Um, And we actually have another fic brunch coming up at the end of this month. Uh, Just over a week from when this episode drops, we will be doing a fic brunch somewhere in the last weekend of May. Uh, Details TBD, but we will post about it in our server, we'll tweet about it. Um, And if you want to join that or future events, you should join our Discord vacation all i ever wanted vacation have to get away (laughs) hey ficklets you might have gotten from that song a hit 80s song called vacation for those unfamiliar that we are going to be taking a little bit of time off from the podcast Uh, we've been working really hard on it for like a year and a half getting episodes out every two weeks and it's really really wonderful and it's also time for us to take a couple of no, four, four weeks, <laughs> a couple of weeks, a couple of episodes off uh, in order to just like recharge and also look at other aspects of the pod and our community that we want to work on. So we'll still be around on social media and our discord and everything if you want to hit us up. Uh, but we are not going to be returning with episodes until the beginning of July. So please stay tuned for that. We'll post the fix that we're going to be talking about closer to the drop of the episode. In the meantime, just... Uh, Listen to our backlog. Yeah, we've got, um, including the minisodes, over 40 episodes at this point. So uh, there's, there's a lot there. Okay, Thicklets, Hags, have a great summer. Bye. All right, Thicklets, we'll BRB in July. Peace. TTYL, totally think you're lycanthropic. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, doesn't make any sense, and I think that's better.